0: Grogu and I can feel each other's thoughts. Grogu. Oh. Yeah. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Cinema Tography. I'm your friendly neighborhood hookahologist, Tommy Atomic Rodriguez, and we are talking about episode 5 of season 2 of The Mandalorian, and boy, oh boy, is it a lot. So I'm smoking out of the F-22, as you can kind of see here, smoking some element lemongrass because I really do love this flavor just read up not too long ago so this episode I can't believe man there is so much going on in this episode the Dave Filoni episode if here's the reason why the Dave Filoni episode is what people are calling it because Dave Filoni did not only directed this episode but Ahsoka Tano finally comes back Rosario, Rosario Dawson as you already know, is Claire from Luke Cage, Daredevil, and all the Defender shows, right, is Ahsoka Tano. I've been waiting to see her in live action for such a long time, and Bo-Katan came back a couple episodes ago. We got a nice couple reveals of what's going on, and we learn a lot about the child, or as you just kinda heard, Grogu is his name, right? So they're really breaking the why categories here. You know, Yaddle, Yoda, Grogu. We finally got another name for the Yoda species, so that's actually pretty cool. So, this episode, what can I say? It was a work of art, it was so good. It actually mirrored a lot of the first pilot episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, today's video unofficial sponsor, Tea Time, that magical time of the day where I spend more money on tea. Today we have a black tea here prepared by the homie, so thanks, Cindy. thank you Cindy for that. And let's get started, shall we? What's I'm, I'm still in shock. Like, I watched it last night. I watched it again at lunch. I've been kind of watching it here and there when I got home while I was setting everything up. And, wow, there is just a lot to watch in this in this episode, right? So let's kind of get started. You would think that bringing in Ahsoka Tano would be kind of, like, later in the episode. Like, he Mando gets to this gets to the planet. Of, I think it was Corvus, right? The forest, forest planet of Corvus. I could be wrong I spit, slips my mind a lot's been going on today so yeah that he gets there the first thing we see is ahsoka just being a full-blown badass right in the, in the beginning of the episode you can hear my cats running around I mean you know you know how they go cats am I right ladies so there she is now attacking an imperial strong not an imperial strong suit but an imperial base or town uh, Ahsoka is attacking Imperials that are under, have taken over the town of Corvus on this this planet. So, and it's actually super cool. She has her white lightsabers. For those of you who don't know who Ahsoka Tano is, she is Dave Filoni's character, who is Anakin Skywalker's apprentice in the Clone Wars TV show, and she is in Rebels as well, as an adult version, more adult version, to help the Rebels kind of stop the Empire. Right, one of the last few Jedi survivors that are around, because all we know right now, we know Cal Kestis is out there. I don't know if he's he survived through the the reign of the Imperials. We have Luke Skywalker, obviously. We have Ahsoka Tano and just kind of a few others. Yoda was there at one point, but now he's gone at this point in time. Right, So she's one of the stronger Force users out there. And you know that's not saying a lot because there's very few out there right now. But... We have a lot to kind of unpack. We see Ahsoka just kind of taking out Imperials left and right, and she goes up to the gov- the new governor, right? And she's like, "What? I need to know where your master is. Tell me now." And she, obviously, the em- Empress is what the I think that's what they're calling her, right? Saying like, "I'm not telling you anything. It's like you have one day to give me the information I want," and she walks away. But What's really cool is how Ahsoka was fighting, because it was really reminiscent of guerrilla warfare, right, because she was kind of popping in and out, turning on her lightsabers, turning them off, cutting people down, and kind of going to and from from places. Right, so it was actually real skillful, like she was using the mist to her advantage to kind of dip in and out and kind of blocking blaster fire and cutting people down. So next we get to the next clip is Mando on the laser crest with Baby Yoda, trying to play with the toggle switch, and he's looking at the ball right the little ball the little knob that we all know baby yoda really loves so mando is now talking to baby yoda's like get back in your seat we're about to land which is actually kind of cool because you can see that the well, grogu or the child that actually listens to mando and he he understands he remember he's not a baby he's 50 years old so the yoda species in general kind of lives for a very long period of time yoda himself was about 900 years old before he passed and he trained generations of jedi so mando now gets gets the planet lands the laser crest and kind of walks into town and this is where it's really cool that we see mando kind of using his guild and bounty hunter status to kind of get into this town because he walks up he's like oh what are you doing oh i'm looking for work i'm on a layover right he's like you work for the guild i do and he lets him in so this is where you kind of see the parallels of the pilot episode. You see Mando is going into the town and you can see it real dark and dim that the Imperials are just kind of kind of taking over and everyone's real scared to kind of talk and Mando tries to get information and people run away. And he sees the gov- the old governor talk about it. He tells some kids to go, go hide and he's like, oh, I want to, like, don't talk to any of us, we're you know, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when Mando gets approached by the people in charge to have him talk to the person in charge. And this was actually like super, super villainy, right? The whole town is like in disarray, like poverty looking, right? And then when he goes into the palace area, he sees that it's also really super nice, right? There's like a garden and everything. And you see the leader with a spear. Now this spear is gonna be very important. Very soon, right? So this is where Mando is looking. He's like, oh, I'm just looking for work. He's like, I got a job for you. Kill this Jedi. He's Like, well, that's gonna be kinda hard. And then they kinda pull on the touch. They, this is how you know people have an idea of what Mandalorians are to their relationship with the Jedi. Right, and he's like, well, I need you to kill a Jedi. That's gonna be a hard task to do. But it is the ancient enemy of your people, is it not? And he's like, well, I come at a high price. And she pulls out the spear he's like touch this so she he walks over smacks it on the beskar armor and it makes this ringing sound and it's very very like shiny. he's like it's beskar solid beskar armor tell you what you kill the jedi i give you this and he's like well where can i find her so this is where mando kind of goes out to the forest and try to look for ahsoka Mando's now looking for Ahsoka and trying to figure out where she's at and he puts Baby Yoda down and looks through a scope and he sees these weird aliens. No, these real alien, like elephant-like creatures, they're really tall, They're we don't have any description, they're very new, so we have never seen these aliens before. Right, and as he's looking out, and this is where you can see the difference in skill sets that Ahsoka has for being probably close to her 40s now, compared to Mando. And you can see that it is such a difference of skill sets because Mando is now getting, I wouldn't say manhandled, but he's getting kind of mollywopped around a little bit. And you can see that she, that Ahsoka knows how to fight Mandalorians because she spent a lot of time with Bo-Katan. She's fought other Mandalorians in Death Watch and the Clone Wars. So she is using all of his weapons against him. When he hits her with the cable, she's caught, but she jumps, uses the force, jumps over a tree and kind of hangs him up. And he releases himself and like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Bo-Katan sent me, Bo-Katan sent me, Ahsoka, I, and we need to talk. I've been sent to kind of talk to you. And she looks over him I'm like, well, I'm assuming it's about him. And he's looking at Baby Yoda. She's looking at uh, Baby Yoda and he's like, I've been sent here to help him find the Jedi. Now this is where it gets a little interesting. We get the first big reveal. Oh, side note a little quick easter egg I completely forgot about this until right now you actually see the owl that's supposed to be the sister from the Clone Wars if you don't know who the sister is there are three force three force beings the father the daughter and the son now each one is supposed to represent a side of the force the son representing the dark side the daughter representing the light side and the father to kind of bring balance between the two at the end of that arc in the Corvus arc they all die but the daughter was reincarnated into an owl that kind of just follows Ahsoka everywhere. And the last time we see Ahsoka in the the ending of the Rebels TV show, she's now meeting with Sabine Wren looking for Ezra Bridger. Because as you know, Ezra took Grand Admiral Thrawn with the Space Whales? They know that kind of originated the hyperspace routes, and they took him into the unknown region, and we don't know what happened to him then. So, I have a feeling that's where the Ahsoka series is going to go, and she's going to look for Ezra Bridger and try to bring him back, and eventually bring him back to Sabine and everyone else. So, now all day has gone by, so now it's nighttime, so Ahsoka is, is kind of not talking to Baby Yoda, but she is... Kind of communicating with him through the force right because I have a feeling we're never gonna hear baby Yoda speak because we don't know if they're gonna speak he's gonna speak backwards like Yoda does hmm believe me you will right we don't we don't know that so it is kind of up for interpretation right now I have a feeling we're never truly gonna hear baby Yoda speak for the duration of the Mandalorian for however long it goes but it is kind of like up up in the air of what's gonna happen so Mando is like, well, what did you learn? Like, well, Grogu and I had a great conversation. Grogu and he's kinda confused. And then you see baby Yoda just or Grogu just kinda look up like, Hey, you finally got my name right. Right? And it was actually super awesome to see. And she's like, Oh, well, he's uh well he's and this is where you get his backstory. Apparently, Grogu was born in the Jedi Temple. So this raises a lot more questions than it does give us answers. Like who is the parents of Grogu? Who, and he was being trained by many masters. So it is safe to assume that Yaddle and Yoda had both trained Grogu, right? Cause he's a little bit older and you have, you know, 50 years to kind of really keep in touch with what's going on. So he was probably really young when he was being trained. And the cool thing about it was that at the same time Grogu was born, anakin skywalker had come to the temple so both him and anakin and grogu are around the same age so he's probably in his mid-50s by now at the at this point in time because at this point it's probably six years after the fall of the empire uh, after episode six so the cool thing about it was is that we get a little bit of a backstory and we don't understand if baby yoda was born through yoda or anything else like that and also disproves that baby yoda is a clone so he was a natural born baby and which is kind of interesting is it yoda's son and yeah yaddle and yoda's son so i know that Kiadi mundi another member of the jedi council was allowed to have several wives because his race was going extinct so it could be that yaddle and yoda both were going extinct in their species. So it is safe to assume that, you know, maybe they also, you know, were trying to keep the baby alive or keep their species alive by having having Grogu. So that is one thing that could be possible here to kind of understand a little bit. The next thing that we kind of figure out is, well, where was he during, you know, the rise of the empire? So this is where she, Ahsoka kind of gets into the history of him a little bit so he was alive he was being trained by jedi masters right we know this what next is is that during the attack on the temple his memory goes dark like we don't know who picked him up somebody had saved him we don't know who um maybe it was mace windu if he survived and went to go get him or maybe the emperor found him at the jedi temple and kind of kept him hidden for his genetic projects to kind of keep it all going but well, we don't know this what we do know is that there was a period of time during the rise of the empire that he has no memory of and the only thing he really remembers now is that mando found him and this is what the next day kind of goes and she's like well you know what tomorrow we'll test him it's late so what ahsoka does is is use a pebble to kind of have Grogu kind of pass it back to her or use the force so she couldn't get him to do it so he asked Mando to try he's like come on kid Grogu and that was actually kind of like a fun little part here <laughs> excuse me that we see Mando trying to get everything settled he's like all right Grogu try to get the pebble and he's like no he's stubborn so he's like you need to connect with him because you understand that they have a father son father son kind of bond Oh, excuse me i'm burning a lot today they have a father and son bond so he pulls out the little knob that he took off the ship right and he's like all right gogu you want this this is what you want and then he uses the force to grab it and ahsoka sees this and senses something and this is where we get a lot of views from the dogmatic views of the jedi right and this is the same kind of problem that they had with anakin and let me explain what i mean by that is that the reason the jedi didn't initially want to train anakin was because he had too many attachments already right and he would be led to the path of the dark side with his fear and his anger and everything else like that ahsoka comes up and says i cannot train him and amanda's like why what the hell like what's going on here i need to have you train him He's like well his his abilities are i sense much fear in him right and he has grown attached to you as if he's your son right so this is where you see where Ahsoka has the views of the Jedi, like attachment is bad, right? So you can have these attachments because you are going to be susceptible to the dark side of the Force and be manipulated like Anakin was. Like Anakin was. So we see that she doesn't want to kind of do this with him, and he doesn't really kind of take it. So he goes and gets everything's settled so ahsoka doesn't want to train him initially but mando's like look i need you to train him and he's like the magistrate wants me to kill you and offered me beskar steel right so i didn't agree to anything but if i can help you liberate the town will you train him and ahsoka agrees so which was really cool like a mandalorian and a jedi working together they'll never see it coming which comes to the climax of the episode, and this is where it the level of badassery went to a whole new level, right? And you see Ahsoka kind of walk up, and all the guards are like, oh my god, here she comes, here she comes, here she comes. So you just see Ahsoka kind of, they ring the bell, and Ahsoka jumps up onto the ledge, well, not the ledge, but like the, the gate where they have everything, and starts cutting everybody down, and slices the, <coughs> excuse me, slices the, slices the bell and kind of moves forward with everything and as she's liberating everyone in town really pretty much wakering her way through all the way to the magistrate all the way to the to her gate you see that she walks in and throws mando's left armor piece on the floor be like i took care of your hunter he wasn't skilled enough so she walks inside and has the as the rest of the guards kind of attack, and Ahsoka goes on the defensive and kind of gets her way into everything, and this is where Mando kind of swoops in, right, kicks, starts blasting out guards and everything else like that. So Ahsoka goes into it, into the Magistrate's office, and then you see Mando and another, another guard. Like he's another gun for hire, you can tell. And Mando was saying a little bit earlier in the episode, like, "Oh, he's he's ex-military. You can tell. Like I have a sense in this." Right, so everything's kind of working together now. Now, once that happens, Ahsoka is now fighting the Magister, and this is what's cool: the Magister's is actually Jet Li's daughter, and she's a skilled stunt woman, so she knows what she's doing. So the fight scene alone was super, super great. And Beskar steel, can, that staff can actually fight against lightsaber block. What fight against lightsaber? It's one of the strongest durable, durable metals in Star Wars that can actually combat. Lightsabers because you already know what a lightsaber can do. It can cut through pretty much anything other than Beskar So you see Ahsoka fighting her and Mando is just kind of waiting for everything to hold up. And He's like, well It's just me and you man. He's like, well, I'm not gonna get in the middle of that fight and he just kind of waits and As the fight continues She's pressing for answers and you can see that Ahsoka is kind of toying with her not to really take care of her right away, but she wants information of where her master is, right? And then she gets up close, locked here. I wish I had another one kind of locked in. He's like, tell me where Grand Admiral Thrawn is. And you can see the shift change immediately in her face, in her voice. She wants to know where Grand Admiral Thrawn is, which is fucking fantastic. For those of you who don't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, he was actually a expanded universe character way back in the days. And that was the first time we got, you know, more Star Wars back in 1992, I believe when we didn't think we're gonna get more Star Wars movies or these prequels that we never knew were gonna happen. Right, so, Grand Admiral Thrawn is a member of the Chiss Ascendancy. Now, the Chiss live in the unknown regions of space. Now, Grand Admiral Thrawn was also, Thrawn in short, and he just wasn't a Grand Admiral just then. Thrawn was a, he looked at the Republic and saw that it was weak. So when the rise of the Empire grew, he joined the Empire because he thought it would be a very good idea for the Chiss Ascendancy yeah. to ally himself with the Empire because the Empire was a little bit more ruthless and stuff like that. So he had the idea there. And Grand Admiral Thrawn was pretty much the only person to rejoin the Empire after Return of the Jedi to kind of fight the fight the uh, Rebel Alliance, or in this case the New Republic, and the Yuzon Bong who... Are the biggest or force force immune warriors from the unknown region, but that's not in canon anymore. That's back in back in legends, but in canon, he came into Rev season two of Rebels, and Grand Admiral Thon is a amazing strategist. He's kind of like the Vulcan race in Star Trek, if that kind of makes like a kind of comparison. I know I'm not, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I never really liked Star Trek. I think it's just a preference thing and I just never gave it the chance. Maybe one day I will. Probably not, but you know, it's nice to nice to think, right? So Grand Emerald Thrawn is still alive, which means Ezra Bridger is still alive or is he alive? We don't know this just yet. I think in the Ahsoka live action shit live action series we're going to see that kind of play out a little bit more right because Rosario Dawson is actually slated to have her own Ahsoka series and she's been given a lot of money to kind of be in Star Wars for a while right whether she comes back in the Mandalorian she comes back in a re- remake uh, a sequel to Rebels and everything else like that Rosario Dawson is, is going to be in Star Wars for quite a bit of time as Ahsoka Tano So that's the next big thing like i said there was a lot of stuff in this episode that just made me go wow right i'm just i'm still like super geeking out about it because i didn't believe any of this was gonna happen right i didn't know what they were gonna do with ahsoka but my projection was kind of right that she is not gonna take the child she's gonna leave her with mando leave him with mando to kind of be raised by mando so which is once again super cool and i I was actually kind of right. I was like, I'm glad that I'm right. Normally I'm not right about many things, but when I'm right, I'm right. So Mando is now, oh, we're gonna pause this for a second. So like I said, I'm mind blown about what's going on right now. So Mando is now waiting and he's like, all right, I'm gonna put the gun down, right? And he thinks he's slick too. And this is real Western style. Mando still has his hand on the trigger pretty much. And he looks down and he's like, all right, cool and gets him right when he was trying to pull a pistol out on him. Like, who pulls a pistol on a Mandalorian? Come on, man. Get your shit together. So, Rosario Dawson, or Ahsoka, sorry. I've been saying her name. But uh, Ahsoka Tano is now done with what happens, and the old governor is now being, you know, re-governed, and everything's kind of, it's in a good place now. So, Mando, and this is probably the saddest part of the episode, Mando goes to get, get Grogu and he's having like a real moment with him. He's like, all right, buddy, you got to wake up now. It's uh, time for you to go. So he watches him sleep for a little bit and then Ahsoka comes. He's like, I can't train him. He's like, a deal's a deal. What's going on? He's like, well, there is an option. You can take him to this planet and he can reach out with the Force and then he can choose whether he wants to reach out with the Force and maybe another Jedi would find him talking about Luke Skywalker. Right, talking about Luke and seeing if he's going to you know, take him into it because we now know Luke is now trying to rebuild the Jedi Order before you know Episode 7 happens. So this is where we're probably going to get another interesting take here. And we haven't seen Moff Gideon just yet, so I have a feeling that Moff Gideon going to try to get him in the next couple of episodes because we're at Episode 5. We're only getting eight episodes. We have three episodes left of this season. So it's going to be very interesting in what's going to happen next. So Mando is actually kind of happy, and Soka mentions like he's like you're like a father to him. So it's she, I think she really just didn't want to take him away from his father figure, and wants to give Grogu the chance to be a Jedi or follow Mando and whatever Mando does, right? So this is that's a very interesting kind of take to do it. So there's a, like I said, there's a lot to unpack in this episode, and you should watch it for yourself. If you haven't been watching The Mandalorian, you really should. It's a really good show. And I have nothing but fantastic things to say about it. Obviously, you've been tuning in with me every week about it. And I think that this episode is going to be one of the better episodes. I, me, personally, I loved it to death. And this is probably my all-time favorite episode so far of The Mandalorian. Because it is so, I wouldn't say impactful, but it is so. there's so much going on that kind of moves the story forward. We're going to now see Ahsoka go look for, look for Ezra in her series, and we're going to see what happens next and it's actually so it's so so good to see and i can't wait to see what the next three episodes bring me right because we're gonna probably get that moff gideon's more than likely gonna capture baby yoda at the end of this season or he's going to get caught and get saved by the end of the season so we don't know just yet i have a feeling that moff gideon's gonna get him at the end of the season and then or get him in like episode seven six or seven and then Mando's gonna go on a trip to kind of grab everyone grab Ahsoka grab car uh, grab Grief Karga and everybody else like that to mount a rescue mission to get baby Yoda back so I, I don't know what's gonna happen next what I do know is that this episode is pff, it, it was amazing I, like I said we got a lot of stuff to unpack in this 45 minutes of time here But that's all I pretty much have for you guys today. Be sure to like and subscribe if you're watching the YouTube channel. If you listen to us on Spotify, be sure to give us a liking right here, a five-star rating. That way we can, you know, produce more podcasts out here like that. To find me on Instagram, under Twitter, you're gonna look under the underscore hookahologist. To find this beautiful face on Facebook, you're gonna look under Tommy Rodriguez. To find us more podcast videos, and everything else like that, look under the hookahologist on Facebook as well. Until next time, guys. keep smoking.